Hallelujah. Brother Waldrop, we want you to come take your liberty today. God bless you. So glad you're here. Thank you, Elder Regan. Praise the Lord, everybody. Oh, the goodness of the Lord is in this house this morning. Amen. Let's reach out and love the Lord together. Let's praise Him with all our hearts. Would you be thankful unto the Lord? Would you bless His name? Oh, He's great and greatly to be praised. Glory to the name of our God. Oh, we open up our hearts today. God, we reach for your anointing, your power, your presence, your purpose in this place today, God. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Praise the mighty name of Jesus. Oh, the Lord is in this house today. Praise the Lord. Amen. What a privilege it is to be in the presence of the Lord. Amen. Certainly want to express our appreciation for this opportunity. Amen. Both to Pastor Reagan and this church and also, of course, mostly to the Lord for making all this possible. Amen. I don't want to miss the time of our visitation. Amen. Amen. I said I don't want to miss out on what God has for me today. I want to apply myself to the will of God for me today. Amen. Amen. I'm reading today from the sixth chapter of John. Amen. John chapter six. Amen. Whatever you need from the Lord today, key ingredient of getting anything you need from God is let your guard down. Amen. You've got to be vulnerable to God. You've got to recognize His supremacy. Amen. And part of recognizing His supremacy is recognizing your insufficiency. Amen. I, I really need the Lord. Amen. And the more that you recognize, are you hearing what I'm saying? The more that you recognize how much you need Him, the more He can do for you. It's, it's not just saying, I need the Lord with your mouth, but it's, it's letting your heart cry, I need the Lord. Amen. It's, it's not just a mental acknowledgement that I need the Lord, but it's something in the heart. Amen. Amen. And so God wants to help us today with our heart. Verse 66 of John chapter 6. From that time, many of his disciples went back and walked no more with him. Then said Jesus unto the twelve, Will ye also go away? And Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? To whom shall we go? Thou hast the words of eternal life, and we believe and are sure that thou art that Christ, the Son of the living God. Oh, hallelujah. If that's not where you're at today, you can be. Amen. Pastor Riggin declared that if we'll get in alignment with God's will today, these things will happen. Amen. To whom shall we go? Thou hast the words of eternal life. Amen. If I could Summarize with a phrase, 
what my spirit is uh, resonating today about this response, this answer that Simon Peter gave to the Lord when the Lord Jesus asked, are you going to do what all these others have done? Many of his disciples, his followers, his believers, amen, they went back and went followed no more with him. And he says to the 12, will you also go away? And Peter said, to whom shall we go? Amen, you have the words of eternal life. That phrase that I would put on this would simply be a declaration of dependence. A declaration of dependence. Amen. I want to preach that today with God's help. Amen. Let's love the Lord together again. And as we do, open up our hearts to His Word that wants to come forth in this place this morning. God, let holy anointing come upon everyone in this place today. Oh, God, I acknowledge my dependence upon you. Oh, Lord, I acknowledge my dependence upon you. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Praise God, praise God. Does anybody acknowledge your dependence upon the Lord today? Amen, amen. You can be seated. Lord bless you. I know where our minds go when you hear the words, a declaration of dependence. I'm going to read some words today that will sound familiar, I'm quite certain, to many of us today. Maybe it's been... A long time since you've heard or read these words, but I think it'll ring a bell. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their Creator with certain unalienable rights. Among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. That to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men, deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed. That whenever any form of government becomes destructive to these ends, it is the right of the people to alter or to abolish it. It is the right of the people to institute new government, laying its foundation on such principles and organizing its powers in such form as to them shall seem most likely to affect their safety and happiness. This is the first portion of the second paragraph of the Declaration of Independence of the United States of America. That gathering of Congress on July 4, 1776, a group of men got together 
And essentially, I know these are fancy words, but what their heart was saying was enough is enough. We are tired of being ruled and regulated by someone that doesn't have our best interest in mind. All he's concerned about is his well-being and his welfare. Amen. And so we hold these truths to be self-evident. Amen. I know there is a monarchy across the pond. I know there's a crown on the head of a man called king over in England. But we have some rights given to us by one that's higher in authority than the king of England. Amen. Our creator has endowed upon us unalienable rights. Man cannot take away the rights that God gives to his creation. And as long as they went along to get along, nothing ever changed. And then after the second paragraph or so, they began to list the accusations and the facts of what this monarchy had and was doing. Amen. I read the last paragraph. I hope this is not boring anybody. This is Sunday morning church. I promise you this is not history class. Amen. But the last paragraph of this declaration reads, We therefore, the representatives of the United States of America, in general Congress assembled, appealing to the supreme judge of the world for the rectitude of our intentions, do in the name, and by authority of the good people of these colonies, solemnly, excuse me, publish and declare that these united colonies are and of right ought to be free and independent states, that they are absolved from all allegiance to the British crown, and that all political connection between them and the state of Great Britain is and ought to be fully dissolved, and that as free and independent states, they have full power to levy war, conclude peace, contract alliances, establish commerce, and do all other acts and things which independent states may, amen, of right to do. I apologize for, amen, my croup this morning. It's that time of year for several of us. Amen, it seems like the frog in my throat has crossed its legs. It refuses to cooperate with my intentions. Amen, so every now and then I'm just going to have to stop and cough. Amen. Amen, free and independent states. We have power to levy war, conclude peace, contract alliances, establish commerce, and do all other rights and things, acts which independent states may have right to do. And that for the support of the declaration with a firm reliance on the protection of divine providence, we mutually pledge to each other our lives 
our fortunes and our sacred honor. Amen. That's the meat of the declaration of independence. Amen. I've not come to preach about United States government today. I've come to preach, however, that in the realm of God's kingdom, it is indeed necessary to declare your separation from the control of that which would bring harm to your eternal salvation. As long as you go along to get along with the one that's in charge of your life and damning your soul to hell, nothing will ever change. Amen. But your soul can have its fill and say enough is enough. Amen. I've lived according to the bidding of the God of this world long enough. Amen. I'm drawing the line today. I don't care what anybody says about me. I don't care what the rest of the world might do. Amen. I'm more concerned about my liberation than I am about my reputation. I'm more concerned about being free than I am getting along with the one that's in charge of my life. Hallelujah, what I'm preaching about today, the Bible calls it repentance. That's what repentance is. I'm done with sin. I'm through with the world. I'm getting out of the sinning business. I'm turning around. I'm facing my back to this world. And I'm going forward in the opposite direction. What I'm preaching about right now is a spiritual 180. Amen. It's not just stopping. It's not just slowing down. But it's stopping and turning around and walking away from addiction. Walking away from confusion. Walking away from perversion. Amen, Brother Waldrop. Please don't preach repentance. It doesn't make me feel good. Amen. Repentance is not supposed to make you feel good. Amen. But when you repent, it will make you feel a whole lot better. It doesn't feel good to be told you need to repent. But when you do repent, you always feel a whole lot better. Amen, I've got to be biblically and spiritually honest with us today. If there is no repentance, there can be no deliverance. I'm not talking about a spiritual band-aid, I'm talking about deliverance. I'm talking about if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. The Bible says that before we put on Christ, we put off the world. And so you're wanting God to come in and fix everything for you. And God says, I can't do what I can do as God until you first do what you can do as you. And you can repent. You can make up your mind, I'm going to stop compromising my convictions. 
I'm going to stop living according, uh, amen, to the declarations of this world. Amen, to the church at Rome. Amen, the apostle Paul would write, be not conformed to this world. Be not conformed to this world. He said, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice. Amen, it's not all just in the realm of the spiritual. Amen, I'm telling you, there's some shoe leather in living for God. There's some here and now. There's some flesh involved in living for God. I hope this is all right. Hey, man, I really want it to be all right with you. I know it's all right with God. That's why I'm preaching it. That's why I'm taking time right here. Because until you get a real revelation, can I say it? And even a conviction of repentance, there's only so far you can go. There's only so much God can do. Laodicea, amen, you can hear the knocking at the door. You can recognize the voice of God, but you've got to get up and let him in. You've got to have some skin in this game. You have got to let it be known that what the God knocking on my door wants to do, I'm willing to let him do it. I'm willing to risk, amen, what he has to say to me when I let him in. Amen, I may have a lofty opinion of myself. Amen, they did, we're rich, they said. We're increased with goods and have need of nothing. But the God that wanted in said, you don't even know that you're poor and wretched and blind and naked. Come on, I don't want to live based upon, amen, a deceptive opinion of myself. But God, I want to look into the perfect law of liberty. I want to look into the mirror of God's word. And if what I see in reflection does not align itself with these holy words, it's time to repent. Oh, Lord, have mercy. Some of you will remember the overriding spirit it seemed of America during the accusation of President Bill Clinton. I know it wasn't the opinion of everyone, but it just seemed like this is what America was saying. Everybody else does it. He's not doing anything that I haven't done. He's not doing anything that my neighbor hasn't done. Amen. Oh my Lord. Not only the Constitution of the United States, but certainly the Word of God holds everybody to a higher standard than what everyone else is doing. You see that statement that says everyone else is doing it. Amen. You know what that tells me? You're being conformed to the world. And this book says, be not conformed to the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. You need to start thinking different. 
because as you are right now, what you're doing is no big deal. There's nothing wrong with how I'm living. There's nothing wrong with how I'm feeling. There's nothing wrong with how I'm acting. Hallelujah. Amen. I know I'm getting up in somebody's face right now. It's not in pride and arrogance and belligerence, I promise you. Amen. But there's a burden behind. Amen. My voice today. Amen. I've come to preach. If you're not right with God, it's time to repent. If you have not got out of the sinning business, it's time to repent. You can't bypass repentance and be delivered. You can't bypass repentance and be saved. Jesus said, except you repent, you shall all likewise perish. Doesn't matter how religious you are. Doesn't matter how many scriptures you can quote. How many church songs you can sing. Doesn't matter if you know all the rules and methods of conduct. You know how to act and dress. Amen. Except you repent. If your heart's not right, you need to get it right. Let's pray right now. Everybody, please. Everybody, please talk to God right now. I recognize and realize what I'm preaching today. It's not popular. Please hear me today. Why? Why are we so consumed and distracted with popularity? When my Bible tells me that my Savior, He came unto His own, and His own received Him not. Jesus was not popular with the religious professionals, Jesus was not popular with the government. Jesus was not popular with those that had things the way they wanted it and didn't want anything to change. But he was popular with those that were tired of sin. He was very popular with those that were bound by sin. But he spoke their name. He was very popular with those whose deaf ears he unstopped and blinded eyes he opened and mute tongue he loosed. He was very popular. Amen. That widow, a man walking behind the casket of her son and Jesus stops the processional. Amen. And gives back that widow her son again. He was very popular to Mary Magdalene out of whom he cast seven devils. As a matter of fact, he was so popular with her, uh, when she got in his presence, uh, she tuned everything else out. Uh, and she said, there's only one thing that matters, uh, and that's sitting at his feet, uh, hearing his voice. Even some of his, uh, amen, 12 disciples uh, didn't understand what was going on. Uh, to what purpose is this waste, uh, they would say. Uh, but Jesus would essentially tell them, uh, brethren, it's not waste, uh, it's worship. Can I tell you, anytime you're making an effort uh, to get close to God, uh, you're not wasting your time. Anytime you hunger for God, uh, you're not wasting your emotions. I'm declaring today it's the goodness, Romans 2 and 4, it's the goodness of God that leadeth thee to repentance. Him and Paul writing to Timothy, 
about ministry. He says the servant of the Lord must not strive, but be gentle to all men, apt to teach and patient. In meekness, this is what I'm trying to do today. In meekness, instructing those that oppose themselves. Can you see that? Those that are hurting themselves, working against themselves. Amen. Instructing those in meekness, if God peradventure will give them repentance. Give them repentance. It's a gift. Before you receive the gift of the Holy Ghost, you first receive the gift of repentance. The gift of coming to an altar and being honest with God and saying, Lord, I'm tired of this load of sin. I'm tired of living according to the expectations of the world. I'm tired of fitting into the world's mode. I'm really, I'm tired of it, God. I, I try to look happy. I, I, I try to tell everybody it's cool. I try to tell everybody, hey, man, that, that, that I'm, I'm having a good time and this is how I want to live. But hey, man, where it really counts, I'm miserable. Amen. If God peradventure will give them repentance to the acknowledging of the truth and that they may recover themselves out of the snare of the devil. Amen. I'm talking about amen, a declaration of independence from the world. I'm talking about a spirit of repentance that says I'm tired of being held captive by the devil. I'm tired of being ensnared by the spirits of hell. I'm coming to preach that repentance works. If we confess our sin, John said, he is faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Is there a witness in the house today that says repentance still works? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. I, I remind you today. Amen. I take you back to those words penned all those many years ago when they were saying, we're declaring our independence from the English crown. Amen. With a firm reliance on the protection of divine providence. What they were saying was, this is more than a declaration of independence from England. It's a declaration of dependence upon God. Hallelujah, can I preach that right now? Amen, the psalmist said, except the Lord build the house. They labor in vain that build. Except the Lord keep the city. The watchman waketh but in vain. Amen. I read in Psalm 124, if it had not been the Lord who was on our side. Ooh. Every now and then in the Psalms, we, we come across that word, Selah, S-E-L-A-H. It's really a musical notation that means the music keeps playing, but everybody stops singing and think about what you just said. 
It's a musical interlude of meditation. We're going to make this statement in song, and then while the music keeps playing, we're going to think about it, what we just said. Now, there's, there, there's not one there, but something in my spirit said that'd be a good place to put one. If it had not been the Lord who was on our side. Oh, my Lord, have mercy. Some of you know where you would be. Some of you can remember where you were not that long ago. Some of us have a pretty good idea, but let's be honest. Uh, we really don't know how bad it would be had it not been the Lord who was on our side. Hallelujah. Verse 2 of Psalm 124, if it had not been the Lord who was on our side when men rose up against us, then this is what he said. This is what it would have been. This is how it would have been. This is the life I would have been living. They had swallowed us up quick when their wrath was kindled against us. Then the waters had overwhelmed us. The stream had gone over our soul. Then the proud waters had gone over our soul but blessed be the Lord who had not given us as a prey to their teeth our soul our soul our soul our soul is escaped as a bird out of the snare of the fowlers the snare the snare is broken and we are escaped our help is in the name of of the Lord who made heaven and earth. If it had not been the Lord who was on our side, it'd have been ugly. It'd have been bad. It'd have been destruction. It'd have been death. It'd have been devastation. But the Lord was on our side. When these things would have happened, Psalm 20 and 7, some trust in chariots and some in horses, but we will remember the name of the Lord our God. Oh, I feel like calling upon the name of the Lord right now. I said, I feel like declaring uh, my dependence uh, upon God. Uh, I feel a Holy Ghost shout uh, in my soul today uh, that says, I know it would have been bad, uh, but it's good uh, because the Lord showed up. Uh, I know hell had plans, uh, but they were averted uh, because of the Lord. It would do all of us good from time to time to stop and think about where would I be without the Lord? Where would I be without God? Somebody needs to hear this or I wouldn't feel like saying it. Segwaying into our text that the Lord will help me here. Living for God is not always about feeling good. The Bible says we walk by faith, not by sight. We walk by spiritual sense, not by physical sense. It's not about our feelings. Man's religion is all about feelings. And so 
there, there, there could be no accusation of sin. There can, that's why they don't preach repentance because there's no need to repent. You're good as you are. Just come as you are. Well, yeah. I mean, how, excuse me, how else are you going to come? You can't come as you were, and you can't come as you will be. You've got to come as you are. I mean, did anybody else come any other way today than as you are? I mean, there's a reason why you're seeing me as I am. I've got on a navy suit and an orange and red and navy tie because that's as I am. I'm, I, Brother Walter, what are you really wearing today? That's foolish. That, that, that sounds silly, doesn't it? Man's religion said just come as you are. In other words, they're saying you're okay as you are. And Jesus said come as you are. You can't come any other way, but you don't have to stay that way. That, that's the difference in religion and relationship. Religion says, ask the woman at the well, we worship in this mountain, you worship in that mountain. You go to heaven your way, you'll go to heaven our way. You serve God your way, we'll serve God our way. And religion says, all right, well, we're all serving the Lord. That's what religion says. But relationship says, go get your husband. I'm sorry. You know, I would, but I can't because I'm not married. He said, you're right. You're not married. Religion says, that's okay, don't worry about it. The president's doing it. I'm not trying to be cavalier today. I'm just trying to help you understand that religion says just live any way you want to live. It doesn't matter. His grace is sufficient. That's not grace. The Bible says the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared to all men, teaching us that denying ungodliness, saying no to the world, denying ungodliness and worldly lust. We should live soberly and righteously and godly in this present world. Amen, it's not okay because everyone else is doing it. It's, amen, if everyone else is sinning, amen, it's still sin. If everyone else is wrong, it doesn't make you right. Even if, even if the majority of the world is doing it, it doesn't make wrong right. It's wrong because the Word of God says it is. But thanks be unto God for honesty. Thanks be unto God for a hungry soul that says, you know, religion never really did me any much good. I think I'll lay down my religion and I'll run back to the city and gather up a crowd and say, y'all come with me and come see a man. Is not this the Messiah? Can I tell you, you can't really see Jesus as who he is without repentance. 
But when you lay down your water pot, when you acknowledge your sin, when you understand there is a way out of this bondage. Amen. John chapter 6 is a lengthy chapter. Amen. I don't have and certainly won't take the time to go all the way through it. But what we read verse 66 has a context because early in John chapter 6 he had fed the 5,000 after he fed the 5,000 he sent the disciples over and he walked on the water he calmed the storm and they went to the other side and there were those after the storm passed over looked around and said amen where'd he go and so they took the ships and they went the other side and they, they first wanted to know, Lord, how'd you get over here? We've been looking for you. And Jesus just, I mean, he just got to the point. He answered and said, verily, verily. I mean, listen to what I'm saying. John 3, verily, verily, I say unto thee, except to Verily, verily, I say unto thee, you seek me. Not because you saw the miracles, but because you ate of the loaves and were filled. You're looking for me because you enjoyed my performance. My bread tasted good. That's, that's, that's really what it's all about, is about your physical needs. This is why you're looking for me, because of what I did. Early or later, before our text, but John 6 and 60, many therefore of his disciples when they heard this said, this is a hard saying, who can hear it? Many of his disciples, this is a hard saying. Jesus was laying the law down. He was putting the emphasis on where it needed to be placed. You need to make up your mind and stop messing around and playing games and live for God and submit to my authority. And they said, this is a hard saying. Except you really commit is what he's saying. I'm paraphrasing it. Taking some poetic license here, but Jesus cut to the chase. and When he got in their face, they said, this is a hard saying. There's a lot of folks come to an apostolic church and the preacher tells them the truth. Tells them they need to, to stop sinning and they need to repent. And they said, this is hard. Who can hear this? I'll tell you who can hear it. Somebody that wants to be delivered can hear it. I'm going to tell you, man, the woman at the well will rise in judgment against you. Jesus called her out on her fornication and her adultery. And she didn't get huffy. She didn't stomp out and say, who does he think he is? But she left her water pot and ran to the city and said, you know what? It hurt, but it's the truth. And this man, man, is where it's at. Amen. This man has more than religion. Religion says it doesn't matter, but relationship says it altogether matters. Religion says live any way you want to, but relationship says come out from among them and be a separate, saith the Lord, and I will receive you, and I will be a father, and you shall be my sons 
and daughters. Would you clap your hands to the Lord right now? Come on, the sooner you recognize, I need the Lord. I need some help. I can't do this by myself. In recognition of our dependence on divine providence. Amen. It's a statement. We're signing our name. We're pledging our lives. We're pledging our welfare. We're pledging our lands. But what we're really doing is pledging our dependence on God. Stand with me, please. And he asks the 12. When many of his disciples, this, this, this disturbs me today. Many of his disciples turned up back and went no more. How in the world? How in the world? How in the world could they have been around and participated enough to be classified and qualified as a disciple. I mean, the Bible speaks of 70 disciples that returned with joy and said, Lord, even the devils are subduing us through thy name. I mean, they'd cast out devils. They'd heal the sick. Disciples. They saw miracles at the name of Jesus. Disciples. But when it got right down to what really mattered, now it's not fun and games, it's, it's commitment. Please don't be offended at that word commitment. Oh, it's tight in here right now. The devil hates what I'm preaching. Amen. But it's the truth. Commitment. And Jesus said, will you also go away? And Simon Peter <laughs> said, Lord, to whom will we go? Thou hast the words of eternal life. You're where salvation comes from. You're where it really counts. You're the one that makes the difference, Jesus. Lord, if you can't do it, it can't be done. Where can we, when we've been with you, where else can we go? And we believe and are sure that thou art that Christ, the Son, the Son of the living God. Hallelujah. Thanks be unto the Lord. That there's a place in God that I can get where it's not about what he does, but it's about who he is. It's not about the miracles. It's not about the provision. It's not about the loaves. It's not about the fishes. It's about his person. He, man, he's my savior. He's my healer. He's my deliverer. He's my friend. He's my father. We believe and are sure that thou art that Christ, the Son of the living God. Amen. I've come to declare my dependence today.
Amen. An old song rolled over my spirit today. Where could I go? Where could I go? Seeking a refuge for my soul. Woo! Needing a friend to save me in the end. Won't you tell me where could I go but to the Lord? Come on, does anybody have a declaration that they'd like to make today? Does anybody have a statement that you'd like to come to this altar and say, you know what? Enough is enough. Amen. I've lived according to the world long enough. I've been bound by perversion long enough. I've made excuses for my lifestyle long enough. I've defended my carnality long enough. There can be no true declaration of independence from hell until you first declare your dependence upon God. Except the Lord build the house. Except the Lord keep the city. I can't live without you, God. Come on, I'm not just coming to church and going through the motions. I said, I'm not just coming to church and going through the motions. I'm not just coming to church and getting my conscience soothed. But when I walk out of this place today, I'm walking out different than how I came. I'm changing addresses. I'm changing lifestyles. I'm changing attitudes. Come on, let your countenance change. Let your perspective change. Come on, let conviction come. Halo Boshakata.